So, welcome back to Men of the Machine, Halloween in July, Year 5, Episode 3, uh, Part DJ. I'm Kevin. I'm Craig. I'm Jake. I'm DJ. Yeah, aren't you usually sitting next yep, to me? Yeah, we went out of order. Yeah, we're, well, Want you... Want to trade places? I know. It's too late. He, he's no. trying to get his seat back. We're already you know? in it. Uh, and, I called fives. Uh, we are doing uh, uh, DJ's pick for the movie, which is, I'll let you do it. It is Dawn of the Dead, the 1978 version. Mostly because I'm pretty sure we've already seen the Ving Rhames. I, I've seen yeah, that. Yeah. Ving Rhames is your descriptor for that? Yeah, Ving Rhames is my descriptor. Yeah, that would be my descriptor yeah, too. Not Zack Snyder? Like the guy who made yeah, it? Yeah, it is no. Zack Snyder. It's a Zack Snyder movie. Oh, like, I mean, I, yeah, he's but at least it was before anyone really cared about Zack Snyder. Yeah. And in his defense, it's a great remake. It's a, it's different. He goes a completely different. Well, we'll talk. We've, we're floating the idea of remakes being a thing, so let's let's table that as a fun also, thing. Also, I want to this? point out. I noticed that you did do that Robert Evans transition. Can't, can't pull a fast one on me. Oh, he Robert, Robert Evans. Too. <laughs> I listen to other podcasts. I don't exist in a bubble, but you know. You should only. Everyone has three but, podcasts they listen to, and you're not allowed to deviate but, to someone else's. But when I hear, you know who else blanks a blanks a blanks? Uh, uh, that's classic. Yeah. Well, I don't think he's the one who invented that kind of segue, can though. Can you prove it? In yeah. a court? I don't think it would hold right. up in court. So, right. well, okay. so this is the one by George A. Romero. Yeah, is, his is third he, is, zombie movie, fourth yeah. zombie movie. So his first is what, Night of the Living Dead? That's the first ever, yep. His first and the first zombie movie ever. Yeah, I thought he was like the father of zombie Well, movies. there's contention. You could technically count things like Frankenstein as a zombie movie. Yes. Technically, which is the worst kind of right, remember? Uh, also, if you're going to do that, you have to go back to Mary Shelley, the author. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Not just the movie. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't think you consider Frankenstein a zombie. I think I would. Because he's just he's just hobbled together parts. Zombies aren't hobbled together parts. That, but that's that's not all. Uh, first I, off, that's not all he is. He's that also is, lightning. I and think yes. you have to like look at the origin in like Frankenstein is European Gothic, whereas yep. zombies are Caribbean like voodoo origins. Yeah, he's actually got a better point. Zombies have been around. Well, not zombies, but that term is George Romero. He owns the the idea. Game. The idea of the dead coming back and walking around is not is, is pretty old. Actually, when. In fact, he uh, in the movie they, he directly references it. When do they like name them zombies? They're not. They're never called zombies. No, nope. in uh, it's in. It, uh, I believe it's not Night of the Living Dead. There were some Italian zombie films that were just called zombie. Um, okay. So I also know that they, a lot of they modern came stuff, out in kind of response to these movies. So and a ton of modern stuff, basically from like the '90s on, they stopped calling them zombies. As a whole, together as well. Walking Dead says well, because walkers. Twenty eight like, days like, later, is the it, infected stuff like that. It's, it's because in all of these Fighters. zombie movies, they always try to make it. I mean, they have to be in a universe where zombie stuff doesn't exist. So, like the term zombie, it's isn't brand new. Yeah. yeah, it's brand new. Except for Shaun of the Dead, where they make fun of that idea. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and Shaun of the Dead's one of the all time greats. Uh, but I, I actually, well, we'll talk about that. I was going to start critiquing the film. We'll do that later. I don't want to jump the shark on this one. Um, but yeah, I think this is his fourth zombie movie. He got three Night of the Living Deads out before this, didn't he? This is the second in the Living Dead trilogy. So. Oh, this is okay. part of the Night of the Living Dead yes. trilogy? Oh, so oh. Romero did not coin the phrase the term zombie. Okay. No, it is from a... It was the first recorded English word zombie is from 1918 or 1819. Oh. And it is uh, from a... The Cranberries. Poet. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it, it, it's in a history of Brazil by the poet Robert South. Yeah, but it, I'm, I'm just... The word I don't give a shoot about... It, it, it is in response to that. A uh, dead it, walking nurse. Yes. Okay, cool. That's cool. 
that's pretty badass. Which actually probably is why Romero didn't call them zombies in Night of the Living Dead. And maybe subsequent stuff. But I know in Night now, of the Living I Dead... I believe the Romero it. zombie is the term for that kind of zombie. Yes, and it's actually my favorite type of zombie. I think this is a better zombie than the remakes, than the 28 Days Later I, version. I, I don't like rage zombies. I no. think they're kind of... Yeah. I mean, I, I get... So a rage zombie causes a lot more... It's fear, right? Well, yeah. it's, it's the same fear as the rooster chasing this, down. This movie... It's exactly like a rooster chasing. This movie does a good job of showing you why Romero zombies aren't exactly threatening. They are, but they're not. So, Romero... I, I think, like, the rage zombies, they're good if you're, like, using a... In a video game, where you're, no, like, yeah, mechanically... Yes, they, yeah. But, like, in a movie uh, medium, it, it kind of takes away from, like, having other external... Uh, well, that's yeah. because Romero coined the the humans the real enemy. Yes. Someone made the joke in this. Like yeah. that's a Romero ism, and by giving the zombies actual fucking superpowers, mm. basically, you kind of take that away for a little bit. Yeah, because that's kind of the point of like the movies that do the Romero style zombies. It's that like once society breaks down, people are the bad guys. Although well, twenty eight days, days later, later yeah. does hit a lot of the same points with yes, its fast zombies. It just also makes the zombies and so more does. Threat. So does the remake. Despite the remake having rage zombies, it actually does a very good job of showing that people. It does it. Suck. It does it in a little bit of a different. It does way. it in we'll a more. Talk per- about that, yeah, it does though. it in a more personal way. It doesn't show it. it. Like there's only like one or two guys that are jackasses as opposed to humans as a whole. Walking Dead is humans as mm-hmm. a whole. That that show's not even about zombies. It started that way. <laughs> True. Mm. True. Actually. I'm trying to remember the end of the We're not talking about The Walking Dead. Uh, I, I'm going to start reading it. Now that I'm done with Berserk, I'm going to go back to collecting Walking Dead hardcovers. Is Walking Dead finished, like, the oh, yeah. of the comics? Yeah, it ended literally without any press release or announcement. An issue came out, 350-something, and, uh, 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 Kirk, no, what's his Robert name? Robert Kirk. Robert Kirkman was like, hey, that's the last issue, and everyone was like, what? <laughs> it was a huge deal. The issues sold like ridiculous, like hotcakes. Now they're reprinting the comic in color because it was a black and white comic. Yeah, um, I've read it. I read the comics up to like Negan. Negan. Nate. Negan. Negan. Nugan. I never saw the show, so nah, I don't know how to pronounce. There's two E's. No, it's E A. It's N E A G A N, I believe. Okay. Yeah. But either way, either way, they're re-releasing it issue by issue, so you can read it. Negan. Yes, yeah, so I'll, I'll give you where you got Negan instead of Negan. Yeah. Reagan. But either way, the point is I'm recollecting this now. Dawn of the Dead. Yes. Snap back to reality. That was a good. I did that smoothly. So there goes gravity. Anyway. Bob Spaghetti. Nice. So we, uh, 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 had, who had besides you? Have you seen it? I have. Have you seen like... it? Nope. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. You what? You saw it when you were a kid, probably? Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, I've seen it since then. Your it's mom just... was the same as my mom. You were allowed to watch any horror movie you wanted. Oh, we were forced to watch horror movies. Or forced to, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't forced to. I was the only one willing to. My yeah. older brothers were all scared. So mom was like, anyone want to watch this movie with me? And I was like, I love my mom. So I'd go watch it with her mm-hmm. and scar myself for life. <laughs> and I don't mind. Because uh, you were just the softest of boys. Oh, I, mean, I was terrified of everything. Everything in existence. I... I think I've talked about on my podcast my reoccurring nightmares. Yeah, you talked about how you still have nightmares yeah. and wake up. Leprechaun, right? Mike Myers, and Sharks are still the three dominant nightmares I have as a fucking 32-year-old, a 31-year-old adult. I don't even know how old he is. That's a scary That's age. That's how sca- I was scared into a different age. I'm getting gray hairs from my nightmares. That, oh, I should write a rap I've song. actually been having 
I like how you tilted your head when I said I should write a rap song. So you no, got me. Yeah. I, I've been having these, uh, like, I won't call them nightmares because, like, I'm not scared during, like, the sleep. Right. Right. But it, like, always wakes me up in a freaked out way. And, like, the nightmare, I'm going to call it nightmare. So, well, I'm going to apply the horror logic yeah. to Nightmare. So if it's, it's unsettling, always, it's scary. It's, it's always like like the found footage camera in the corner of my bedroom. Like yeah. I'm, I'm literally just like, it's me sleeping there watching it through a camera. Yeah. And something is coming into my room and it like reaches out to like Your paranormal activity in yourself? Kind of. Like, and something okay. reaches out to touch me. And then I literally feel something touch my hair and I wake up. Oh, that's, that's spooky. Yeah, I mean, that's is your house shit. built on an ancient Indian burial be. ground? And like, so it's like... I have been able to rationalize at least one time where the cat was literally sleeping yeah, above yeah. me. But, like, one time there was nothing else. I've had that. I've had the, uh, there's, like, shitty horror stories about, like, getting, you know, the your arm getting licked by your pet thinking it's a person. I've had the that. The third Yeah. The, oh, yeah, that's what is the hand down under the bed yeah. thing. I've had that yeah, the, sort the, the, of... Yeah, the humans can lick two on the, the yeah, mirror. Yeah, you know, I've had that thing happen. It was terrifying. Um, this is props just tangentially related. This is probably the least scary movie we watched there, yeah, besides um, this, this that movie Evil was Dead 3. This movie was comical at points. And I, I, so, I, sometimes intentionally so. Sometimes. Sometimes right. unintentionally Yeah, sometimes so. it's just like the way that horror has aged like this stuff yeah. isn't seen as scary anymore. Well, and I, don't, I don't know like how scary this was received at the time either. Yeah, true. I don't even know if this movie Craig, you were really there when it came out. So, like, how scary? scary was this? Yeah. Oh, I was 90 back then. I don't remember. Memory the dementia head hit. He's like a Benjamin Button, but on loop. He goes older to younger. <laughs> He's to side to curve yeah. <laughs> he doesn't get to be cool like the Lost Toys and stay twenty forever. He has to become old to get young. Um, but well, so it has the same feel as Night of the Living Dead, which is you know classic Romero. As well, I actually obviously. have never seen Night of the Living Dead. Right, so that's a great one to bring for whoever wants. Maybe DJ just sticks to his zombie. You've only ever brought zombie movies. Maybe you stick to. Has zombie. he only ever brought zombie? Aside from last year, he did Evil Dead 1, 2, 3, and then The Color Out of Space. He's done three out of four. So Evil Dead 1 and 2 are... Right, I brought the zombie movie last year. I mean, they have a zombie in it. They're zombie movies. They're zombie movies. Army of Darkness doesn't really have a zombie in it. It's a zombie movie. When you show, like, an emaciated, skeletal, hanging skin character, it's a zombie movie. It's a living dead movie, at least. Right, right. Um, But anyways, what I was saying was, it has the same feel as Night of the Living Dead in that... Obviously, you're not supposed to focus on the zombies too much. The difference is it uses the set that you're in and the soundtrack, definitely, to kind of take you away from it for a second. Mm-hmm. It's not like an ominous, scary brooding thing. It's like, okay, this was a little eerie, but they got through it, and now they're having fun, and now someone dies. That was fucking crazy, but don't forget, we're still in a mall, so we're going to play carousel music, and like it kind of Yeah, like the, like the mall it. track is always going, including like, you know, the announcement saying sales that are going yeah. on, like... And there was a specific scene that I was like, oh, that scene in the grocery shop in 28 Days Later, this is exactly where it came yeah. from. Mm-hmm. I was like, I could see the the early strands mm-hmm. of zombie movie DNA. Yeah, yeah. And, and at the same time, like, like movies like Shaun of the Dead, like, are directly parodying. Oh, yeah. At all times. And they did... Oh, no, I was going to talk about the remake some more. We'll get back to the remake one day. Uh, they did a great job of basically taking every, mm-hmm. like, um, set... Completely different movie, but they took every like yeah. moment. The, that's actually like it's a reimagining, not a remake. Yes, exactly. Um, but uh, start the synopsis, DJ, for where, what this movie is. Well, I mean, first we start in. I mean, okay, let's let's give a top down. There are four main characters that we're going to be following. Yeah, 
there's Franny and Steven, who are reporters. Franny seems like she's a little higher up. Well, I, I, no, I think, I think Franny's like a behind the scenes. Like, she's, she's a behind producer. The camera, yeah. yeah, she's, she's like a producer. And then he's the on air talent. He's the traffic flyboy. Which means he knows how to pilot a helicopter and not much else, as it was heard out. That well, is exactly he, his talent. I, I actually love his character because they don't. Oh, I want to just keep referencing. They don't overdo his personalization. He's like, they the, don't really want to make him a complex character. He's a scared, whiny bitch who he thinks the, he's in charge. Well, he is the only character that kind of develops. To, yes. Like, like, the other characters are kind of just... Well, I'm going to say Franny develops a bit, too. But, like, those two characters are the only ones that kind of, like, start out, like, completely naive and unexperienced and have no yeah. real talents, and then they become competent. Yeah. The other ones are... They're, they're the, the they're competent from the start. Like, yeah. The other two characters are Peter and Roger, who are two cops. Are they even cops? It never really. They're <sighs> officers. They say officer, but uh, like it's hard to tell because like they're not in like police uniform. They, they might well, be like a militia. Yeah, their introduction is almost SWAT like. Mm-hmm. They're they're um, they're raiding. It's very SWAT. Yeah, so, they're raiding a hotel. So, Peter, that's the black guy, right? Yes. yes. Yep. He is the dad in Keenan and Kel. Oh, I never oh. in a million years would have guessed that. No, nope, I can't even picture him. Can't even picture him. <laughs> really? He's the dad in Team He does have, and and I made the joke and Craig bought it apparently, he does have exactly James Earl Jones' And think about voice. Keenan Kel. Dad I has that deep voice. I didn't like yeah. that show. I, don't, I can't relate. Why did you I, like it? I didn't realize until later on that he's too young to be in James Jones. <laughs> yeah, because I don't like orange soda. Kel loves orange soda. He does, and I don't. I'm a grape soda guy, and I always will be. Well, you better like orange soda in a week or two. Oh, oh God, you're right. Him, you know yeah. what we had? Just quick aside. So, obviously, we do sugar-free stuff in this house all the time. I found, for the first time I'd ever seen it, I know it's been around me, I just never noticed, uh, sugar-free sun-kissed orange soda. And I was like, I want to try that, because I actually like sugar-free now. Is it I'm, disgusting? It's gross. I'm complete. Oh, no. Well, so I'm not going to uh, attack sugar-free. I love sugar-free. Diet Dr. Pepper tastes the most like real Dr. Pepper. Coke Zero is better than normal Coke. Diet actually, Coke uh, and McDonald's yeah, I is think, better. I think the problem with going sugar-free, like anything like fruit yeah. flavored, is like sugar is an integral part yeah. of the fruit flavor. Whereas soda is its own yeah, build-up yeah. of whatever. So it was not good. Yeah. I would love a Soda's sugar-free. Syrup. I would love a Coles. sugar-free soda that is caffeine-free though right now because I'm on medication that doesn't oh, yeah. have caffeine. That's <laughs> and a you're, lot of... you're just afraid of being an anxious boy. I got super wasted when I started those Lyme antibiotics. The next day, oh I paid the price for that to, one. To be fair, I saw the, the, the instructions of uh, his medication. Oh, it's terrifying. And, and I'm pretty sure if he has caffeine, he turns into one of the Romero zombies. Or that a gremlin. You can't feed him after midnight. Be a gremlin. But uh, I was just sugar-free. I like my leg up on someone. Yeah, do it to it. Sugar-free lemonade and stuff is actually quite good. I like all that, but yeah, the orange soda don't ever don't just stay away. But but with the orange party, I got my outfit upstairs. I look dope. Oh yeah, I just One got of, my outfit too. Part of my outfit is showing up, but part of it might not show up. I'm in. We're very upset about it. As long as you have something, count it. That the only thing year. I'm waiting for that might not come in time is my flip flops. But I got my my swimsuit, my Gucci flip flops, trunks, but not your flippy floppies. Yeah. Not my flippy floppies. But. SWAT team, SEAL, SEAL team six. Uh, yeah, so the the, I mean, the first scene of the movie is at the the uh, TV station. They're basically running a broadcast to try and calm everyone down, but it's not working very well. 
This, this is this is where the common thing like destroy the head or like destroy the brain or remove the head or whatever is from. Though. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're, the world is already in chaos, and they're trying to uh, figure out. Everyone, calm the fuck down. And then you hear like a broadcast where it's like, "We need the first time it introduces the doctor. We need to murder everyone in existence. Don't <laughs> feel emotion for these." And they're like, well, "We can't that, do that's that." That's actually in a broadcast later on. We don't meet. I yeah, that's, that's the emergency broadcast. I know you don't meet him, but there is someone in. Because they're talking about we're staying on air, we're not staying on air, and it was like, we're switching to blank, we're not going to be on air anymore. Uh, And you hear, it doesn't show him, someone saying, fucking no emotional attachment, something, something, uh, kill them, or whatever. uh, And Franny, they're like running a ticker on the broadcast that is telling them like where they can report to for emergency stations. And she takes the ticker off because she's received word that the uh, emergency stations are destroyed yeah and thus the information is inaccurate but we know that now that she has at least the authority to do that kind yeah. of thing and they but, but then her boss comes in and is like who took the tick off put it back on yeah. we need the views the views yeah. and it's like still caring about the rating there's there's so much that scene is like accurate really, as hell. yeah yeah that would happen a hundred percent it made me think of COVID. Yeah. Like 100%. If you want to talk about woke culture invading our movies, here's one from 1970. Yeah. No, yeah, that's that not... Is... The people who claim that are idiots. We don't need to discuss that too much, but the people who claim that we're too woke now are fucking... It's hard to avoid in this movie, though, because it is it is well, not subtle. Well, they, they lay it on in that scene, uh, like, as you transition to the cops, that martial law is in effect. You are not allowed to live in a residential area at all. You have to vacate and move to one of these, like, government-ordained locations that are safe. Um, and if you do, you will be mercilessly murdered. They don't say that. They say something, like, forcibly removed or something. Whatever, yeah. you know. So, why were they... So, the next thing we see is there's, like, a SWAT force outside of an they're apartment basic, building. Yeah, they're trying to evict the people from the apartment building because they are holing up and that is against Oh, okay. The, That's what I was trying to figure out. I was trying to figure out why they were... They, they say... I don't remember the words, but they say very quickly they refuse to leave or something. Like, they, mm-hmm. these people won't leave this place. This is part of the, like, demonstration of what the government will do when martial law is... And in. it's a, uh... It, it's one of those, those, uh, uh more, uh, like, impoverished tenement buildings. Mm-hmm. And from, uh, as we could tell from the dialogue, it's a heavily uh, Puerto Rican building because... And, they, and black. And black because they... One man says a very naughty word. He says yeah. he is in... The, the guy leading the guy... Mario. Yeah. The guy leading the raid guess he looks like Mario. Yeah. But uh, not like Mario he, from the games. Mario from Like Captain Lou Albano as yes. Mario. Yeah. Yes. And it doesn't it doesn't change like it doesn't just show you this guy's like a pretty racist piece of shit. This is also entirely a minority living like mm-hmm. it makes me think of like um those like brick Groton has a couple. Yeah. Tommy lived in them for a while and he talks about him. He's like, these are sec not section eight housing specifically yeah. for like black people like no one that's not black for lack of a better term hood housing yeah i mean there's a lot better terms but, but i understand um that's what it was it was like clearly a sectioned yeah. thought where only my, and this guy wants to kill them also i'm just curious why couldn't they find an actual hispanic person to play the hispanic oh, person well, so they yeah. find one later the 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 I'm, world's most ethnically diverse biker gang I've ever seen shows up later. Who are clearly movie. also Nazis. Yeah, they're I, they're white, they're Nazis, they're Mexicans, they're black people. Like literally, that gang is wild. I almost get the impression from the way this movie is and the like the general tone of the movie is that the guy that they got was actually Hispanic, but he was like 
too white looking for the audience to buy. <laughs> they, they, got, they got Kevin, and then yeah. put a little more dark face on him. Yeah, that is a real thing. Like um uh and, and uh, uh, uh the, the the musical with the gangs. Oh, uh, West Side Story. Uh, West Side Story. You uh, love West Side Story. I know. Story. Uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Rita Moreno. Uh, she's Puerto Rican and she plays a Puerto Rican character, but she was too light skinned, so they brown faced her for the movie. Yeah. So that's so I can, I, I could actually see that as an explanation of it's why like when this guy Mickey is Rooney played is. that incredibly the racist Japanese guy. Japanese guy. But He's yeah, not Japanese at all. That was just racism in Hollywood. That's racist Mario, who is leading this SWAT raid, is stoked about it because he gets to kill black yeah, people. Yeah, he gets to shoot the black and people. And he does not save black people. Yeah, he and literally the blows the head off a guy. Well, he just... starts by saying that, and you're like, okay, clearly this is fucked up, whatever. And then when he breaks in there, you're like, oh, they're like moving people out of their rooms, like getting, they're evicting everything. He has a completely different plan. He's kicking open doors and immediately shooting anything he yes. sees with no regard, which gets him killed. His own squad kills him, actually. Uh, Peter kills him. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I think uh, Wooly is the name they give him. They mentioned Mario. Later. Yeah, Wooly. Is that, is that really what it is? Yeah. Yep. So he, yeah, there's a whole big dialogue between him and Peter later on. He kicks open a door, kills a black guy immediately, then goes to kick open another door. And a this guy who is very clearly not a zombie. Yeah. Roger jumps on his back and fights with him for a while, and then a masked officer, because they tear gas the place, a masked officer says, get out of the way, and he kills him. Shoots him dead because he was clearly going to keep doing this in every room he walked in. Um, we find out later that that's Peter when he's down there and, you know, Roger walks in. You're not alone, blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah, I thought that was... Are a, you the one from Woolies? Yep. Yeah. I thought that was really good introduction for him. Like, it sets the stage for what kind of survivalist he's going to be. These are the good cops. Yeah, more or less. Well, not The good guy with the gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, to Romero's credit, he is... Uh, Night of the Living Dead is the first ever movie to have a black leading actor, a major Hollywood type oh, really? movie. Um, and he dies in the end because white people are racist, we find out. Uh, and then in this movie, he follows it up with continuing the, the, the black lead actor. And that's just really cool to see. Peter the is probably the most legitimately heroic character. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yes. definitely. Yeah, no question about it. Actually, I thought I saw the actor that played Billy from Night of the Living Dead in here, too. I was like, is that Billy? But he was just like a one-off. Like one as a comic. zombie or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, the, in that I scene. I could see that. I could see them I, throwing I, him out. Well, could have swore I saw him, but that's not the point. They do credit lead zombies in this movie. So. Yeah, they do. That's true. Because there's a surprising amount of like uh, screen time put on very specific zombies. And I, I like, don't see a character named Billy in the cast. No, no. Billy's no. the name of the guy, uh, the name of the character from Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, I don't see a character named Billy. I don't think it was What's as the character, though. Oh, okay. Oh wait! I, you, you don't, don't see the, a character. I don't see a character named. Who's Billy. the main guy? Ben? Huh? Ben. Ben. It's ben. Okay, I was. Come on, don't just dangle that in I front of me. I just wanted to make sure. Like, you yeah, could have okay. been like, "Do you mean Ben?" You I was. Jackal. I was trying to see if this guy was in. I think he. I thought I saw him. I could have not, but there was a quick panel that went over. I was like, "That's good." And then when uh, Peter showed up, I was like, "Is that him?" And then obviously he sees things. No, it's not Ben. But uh, not the point. Point is, uh, he's on the run because he just murdered a fellow cop and he knows that the cops aren't going to take kindly to that. Roger, to his credit, is not on board um, with Willie's techniques not, either. I'm not so. sure if he was on the run so much as he was sickened by what he had to do. No, 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 no. He, he said because Roger tells him. He, 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 when they're down there in the basement, you know, because he kills Well, I thought, kills he just said, I thought he just said I saw nothing. Yeah, that's what Roger's saying. He's like, I didn't know. I don't know what you're talking oh, about. That's that part. And right. then Ben's just like, you know we're, you know, or no, he says, are you on the run? And Roger says to him, like, you know we're both 
because they're both AWOL. They're both oh, leaving. Yes. Uh, which is awesome. Because Roger knows a guy. Roger knows uh, Steven. Yep. And he's and he preparing a getaway a anyways. Just by happenstance, he's preparing a getaway anyways. Um, and I actually thought it was really neat that, so we'll talk about that scene in a minute, but when Roger and Peter show up and they're getting ready to get in the helicopter, and Steve's like, who's that guy? He's like, oh, don't worry about him. He's a good guy. I think that's like a cool way of implying like Roger was good with what Peter did and is happy to be helping him. It's not like there, because of the situation. It seems like he's like, no, no, no. This is a this is a stand up guy. There is a lot of camaraderie, almost to the point of sexual tension between Peter and well, Roger. Yeah. Uh, did we talk about how like uh, before uh, uh, Peter kills Wooly, that Roger was like physically restrained yeah, him and he got the shit kicked out of him? Jumped on his back mm-hmm. and slammed into the wall, like thrown down and all that. Yeah. So I think like the two of them had a mutual understanding. And this shows... And like DJ said, some seconds. Yeah. And this is the start of showing the zombies that are just pulled up in rooms. Random rooms. Because right before Wooly kicks that one door that he wanted before he died, a black guy comes out of a room to the other side and goes, Not that room! And then the door opens, you see like three zombies in there, a lot of shit happens. And then later on, I think there's a really iconic image where there's that the, the one apartment that's all boarded up the police kick down the, the door and then it's just a flood of hands yes. coming yeah. through the, the boarded up uh, yeah boards. the people in this tenement world were not killing the people who turned they were storing the them in the basements yeah, yeah. And, and, well, and I think uh, Peter mentions like they, they have a, yeah. they have dignity yeah. for the dead or whatever well, you, and you see this as a reflection in future zombie movies like the remake like Walking Dead stuff like that where they, yeah, they keep are, a pet <laughs> Shaun well, of the Dead well, makes they're, fun they're, of they're it they're just the un, like they're unwilling to break their emotional attachment oh, to yeah. who they were like Herschel in the yes. second season of Walking Dead yeah Herschel, exactly. or like uh, uh, the mayor as his daughter oh yeah uh, you know in um, John in, Mayer John Mayer John as Mayer. his daughter this, yeah this is where I actually think the way that they portray the zombies in the movie kind of serves to its effect because the zombie effect so sometimes they'll do gore effects on zombies yeah. and rod effects which does look really good yeah. but most of the time the zombies are just people in face paint yeah just well, lazy. part around. of that could be just because of how knew the whole outbreak is so they didn't have time to decay. There, I mean, yes, there definitely is a lot of that. You see some more advanced decayed zombies toward the end of the yeah. movie. But um, I think it works because there's a lot of zombies that are still very human looking yeah. and I think that works thematically for the movie. Yeah. yeah. I, I think um, despite the fact that, you know, it is the 70s and like, it does look like makeup and whatever, so there's a, it kind of breaks the suspension of disbelief or whatever. But I do think that the whole blue makes sense because if you're like if you're not breathing and yeah. you're not getting you're oxygen, yeah. yeah, your skin is going to drain of all of its blood, and you're going to look real funky. Yeah, and sometimes um, you look blue. Actually, it doesn't drain of its blood. The blood's not able to oxygenate, which is what makes it run yeah. your skin. Anyways, um, so they go and they're getting ready to escape, and there's like a quick tension spot where right before Steve and uh, Franny get away, another police squad. So I chose. I, they I, might they were not, I, I'm pretty sure they weren't. They, just, they, they had sacked the police station. Yeah, they they're, they're, they're police. This was after they left the studio yep. and they were refueling out of police. Yep. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure the what, what you're supposed to take away from this is these aren't these are people in disguise as police officers. Well, yeah, because they say when Roger and Peter show up and they point guns at each other, they're like, ah, officer, fellow fellow <laughs> officer. And he's like, would be a shame they, if they, we started shooting at each other, wouldn't yeah. it? And they do like, also like start to panic when they see the real cops showing up. And they're like, oh, shit, no, 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 don't panic. Remember, yeah. we're police. Yeah, yeah, the cops are here. Uh, which I thought was... It, the guy who really wants some smokes. Because it, Yeah, that was funny. Because of the start of the, the pandemic or whatever it is that's going on, 
I do like the idea that they're not immediately resorting to violence, which we get about a month later, two months later, while they're in the mall. So the idea that they're like, we could just start murdering each other, but... They're going to try their hands at different survival methods. There is a neat little Easter egg that I really liked here, where, like, the the, the, the fake cops, they're, like, commandeering this boat, and they're like, oh, we're going to go to the island. What island? Oh, there's there's probably an island island out there. And then... If you've seen the, the remake, where how does it they end? They do go to the island. Yeah, they go to the island. I was like, oh, that, that's that's so neat. Without saying it, I don't believe the remake hammers it on like that either. I think it's just the end of it. Yep. Um, but so they they you know convince them to leave and they get in the helicopter and they fly and they're just going north. They don't say Canada yet at this point. They say that later, but they're going north. They're probably, like, hoping they'll find some place where they, like, maybe the zombie thing is just local. Well, yeah. that's actually my favorite thing about um, zombie work in general is uh, uh, Max something I can't remember his name uh, the book World War Z oh yeah World, which yep. the movie blows don't watch it but the book World War Z is one of my favorite books ever oh, it's, and it's the best zombie book. Yeah. yeah and they talk about in one of the one of the it's a collection of short stories as a um, a reporter is going around uh, trying to get as many stories as he can the zombies the apocalypse yeah, is over yeah it's already over so you're getting these cool stories about yeah. someone I in a city I think I've read about like about halfway through that book. Yeah. I love that book. And one of the stories at the end of it, which is one of my favorites, takes place after the apocalypse is over. And they're in the great north, Canada. And they're just walking through. And the zombies have frozen. The bodies can't move anymore. Literally frozen. And they're just like taking their heads off. Like like cleaning a crop. They're mm-hmm. just like done, done, done. So in this, maybe that's where he got the inspiration from. From, the, from World War Z. But I like the idea that going north is a savior. They never say why, but I like to think it's because zombies can't handle Free cold. Free healthcare. Well, I just like to think it's because zombies can't handle cold. Uh, isn't it Max Brooks because he's Mel Max Brooks? Max Brooks. Because he's Mel Brooks' son. Is he real? What? Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. I didn't know that. You did? Oh. Well, now you know. Hey, learning something. Now I like the book even more. <laughs> it's a very good book. I also have Zombie Survival Guide. Another great book. Same guy. In the spectrum of zombie fiction, though, this is probably one of the more bleak ones. Yes. In yeah. terms of its outlook. Yeah, which is... Which is weird based off of how it portrays zombies and your ability to handle them. Yeah, I mean, because they do at, like, I, so, I mean, you see people just kind of, like, fun shooting them on the road. Yeah, they're like, running through them, they're having oh, fun. The, 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 this, that, this, that is the next thing you see, is that there's a bunch of, like, the movie identifies them as rednecks. Yeah. That are just having a blast. They're they're out on their lawns, drinking a couple beers, yep. and, and uh, shooting zombies. Grouping up with the military, and they even say in the helicopter, like, yeah, they're funneling into the military, the rednecks love this stuff. Now you just call them people from Pennsylvania. No, rednecks uh, accounts for the entire world now. It's cool to be a redneck if you like Trump, which is all over the world. And this movie does take place in Pennsylvania, because they mentioned that they're, like, outside of Harrisburg. So. Yeah. Oh, uh, they passed it an hour ago. Yeah. Um, and they refuel, and this was, uh, so they did a good job of showing, like, the humanization, quote-unquote, of the zombies in the hotel, not the hotel, the apartment building. But, when they're refueling really quick, and Peter is forced to kill two children zombies, they, like, pause on it for a good, like, this isn't easy for, throwing them to the side was easy for him, which is kind of comedic. But the actual killing them, he, like, leans against the wall, and he's like, what did I do? Like, he's killed a ton of zombies already. But they're kids. But yeah, there's there's a whole they they landed an airstrip to get more fuel. They find that there's not a lot of fuel there because by now people have like taken as much of the fuel. Well, yeah, they, they said there was a lot of like crop planes in the area, so yeah. they all probably try to fly away. 
And there, they, yeah, there's a bit of a an altercation with zombies there, which does have some good characterization for our characters. Yeah, this is where we find out that Pe- Peter loves to yeet people. <laughs> I do think, I do think, uh, Petey, Petey. in in retrospect, that George A. Romero should have reconsidered how he had his actors engage with the zombies. You mean not freezing there, not moving for well, like that, 10 that's, minutes? That's fine, because you it, can write that I think that like off. Their, their altercations with the zombies come out comical. Yeah, oh, like yeah. freezing up is fine, because you can write that away as like nerves, as like suspense, as all that. Having your main character have a weapon, but choose to hurl his body into a zombie as oh, opposed the, to any sort of like anything. That was my favorite interaction you the can't entire write that I, actually, I actually thought it was, I actually thought that was interesting, because I thought it was decent characterization. Yeah, character. Peter's a, a bumbling idiot, but well, he just previous to that, he just used that hammer well, to Stephen. Sorry, Stephen. Peter's not a bumbling. Sorry, Steve. Yeah, Stephen. He just previously used like his great and his like strength and his like panic resourcefulness to fight off a zombie, grab the hammer, and break its head in. To follow that up with body lunge, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't. It, I agree, it could work if you didn't just show him doing it. Right. You you did bring this up uh, later on in the movie too, where there's another scene where Roger tries to sh- use his rifle in short range, but it, then after a, wrestling around, yeah, he you takes a pistol, pistol out. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I "Why did, didn't you use the pistol in the like, first place?" All of these things work on their own, but when the succession of him showing them go between successful and not successful is a little jarring for me, just a little. I, I I'm willing to buy a lot of that as panic. Of course, so. yeah, and it sh- and you should be panicking in the zombie situation. That at all. But the way that they each handle the, this whole uh, airstrip thing is really good characterization. Because, as you said, Peter is kind of, or not Peter, uh, Stephen is kind of bumbling and useless. He is trying to be the hero, but he is not good at it. You see when he starts shooting into his, he starts shooting into melee. Yeah, he almost shoots Peter. Um, Peter is competent and not enjoying this. Roger is competent and kind of yeah, enjoying. Roger's this. just kind of going around like. Pushing the gun out of Peter's way as he's trying to shoot him, like yeah, twice. It's yes. like the exact same scene, like yeah. Joffrey died. He's like, yeah, he Steven's, pushes the gun up, takes a shot. Steven's trying to shoot a zombie, he keeps on hitting the body, and then Roger just comes along, pushes the gun out of the way, just like headshot, and it, it twice, two two times in a row, not even like separated by some time or anything, just it happens consecutively. I'm like, oh okay. Steven's just a fucking useless piece of shit. And, and Franny just waits in the helicopter and uh, hopes for the best at this point. Yeah, her job in this movie is to be pregnant. Yeah, well, her job is also to be like, wow, you guys are really making some harsh decisions without thinking about anything. Like, you're thinking about it in your own special way, but can we? her, her job is to slow it down. But in the, 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 the three guys do almost kind of write her off as useless. And there's one really good scene where they're talking about very personal stuff about her like she's not there. Which she's... You know, Which she rightfully calls out. Yeah, she's uh, basically just freaking out in the other room, and they think she's sleeping. Or, yeah, Steven says, I well, thought you were sleeping. Well, also, they say that she looked visibly ill. I accidentally goofed up uh, from the podcast yesterday. I never un muted slash deafened uh, Lucas because remember he left real quick. Oh, okay. uh, so they were trying to do D&D and I couldn't that he was muted deafened the whole time. Oh. So they made another server. <laughs> oh no. Uh. Oh well. Um, but they find uh, did they ever show what kind of rations were in those survival rations? No it just said it just said like survival. Like... Oh and j- just to bridge the gap in the scenes 
they fly the helicopter and they find a ball. Yeah. And we should first, mention that they're at a ball. <laughs> at, at first, their their idea is that they're just going to loot the mall, get some supplies, and move on. But then they find out the mall's got a lot of stuff. Like The mall still has electricity. Yeah, it has electricity. Everything's in working order. Everything's like well-preserved. And none of the zombies are upstairs in that. Yes, they're, they're, they're all they're on the first floor. Yep, no zombies have made it into the office spaces. Yeah. And so. it's just loaded with survival rations for some reason, which I never, I didn't really understand why this mall was loaded with survival rations. They said at one point, you know, there was no way to get down to that, and it was disconnected from the mall, right? They're looking down the mall, that, and they're like, why is there this extra zone up here? Yeah, they said it wasn't connected to the mall. Yeah, and they, and I can't remember if they, I remember they talk about something being nuclear, but it sounds like this the is power. a... They said oh. maybe it got, got power because it's nuclear power. Oh, I took it as like maybe this is a oh, yeah. bunker. Like the mall sense. is a safe house for a, a nuclear situation. And yet That's nobody what made it to the mall. And nobody went to it, yeah. They also have a, a again, with the movie making commentary, with like, why are all the zombies just milling about in the mall? All the stores are locked down. They can't get in and get anything. They do. Like, things. Yeah. If I yeah. were to extrapolate some information from the beginning of the movie, we know that Oh, they had a ticker with all the, the different places. Like, oh no, none of those are available anymore. So maybe this was one of those locations. Oh, oh, that's, a, oh that's a good point. That's a good point. Because a mall, I mean, as we see, a mall, especially in the 70s, where malls were more real robust. Hot. Yeah, they're robust. Yep. And like, I mean, they have everything they need. There's, there's gun stores, there's food stores. Hardware. There's, yep, yeah. there's hardware, there's clothing. It's got a full kitchen. Yeah. Because yep. it's got a food court, presumably. It's got, yeah. it's got a full steakhouse in it. I mean, it has everything. And and I've seen, like, our mall back home had way more than it did. Or if you go to some of the bigger ones, like Destiny USA, which is uh, in Syracuse, I think it's the largest mall in New York. Um, yeah, they got freaking everything. They got everything you could ever, ever possibly need. Or, like, uh, what's, uh, what's that one in Providence? Providence, Providence Mall? mall. Yeah. Providence Place. Yeah. Providence Place. You did it. Yeah. That's also a huge mall that has 90%. Can you imagine getting trapped into Dave and Buster's with power? <laughs> That would be so sick. Oh, they do have a, a scene in the arcade. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That would be so great. But they, they, uh, Peter and Roger decide that they're going to go downstairs where the they're zombies are. There. Yeah. So they can, yeah. Uh, they, what was the term they used? Was it hit and run? Something like that. Peter does at one the point say, like, yeah. like, look, this, is, this yeah. is all completely broken down. We're not cops. We're not heroes. We are, we are thieves and looters. We yeah. might as well find our own way. And uh, Steven's asleep, so Franny's like, no. Don't. That's yeah. that's dumb. What are you doing? And you know what? They had a good plan. Yeah, it goes a little bit wrong, but it pays off in the in end. General, a, in general, it goes a bit wrong planning. when Steven shows yes. up. Yeah, because Steven and they can't even say like that's not about the idiot bees. Man. It's also worth noting though that Steven is the reason they were able to do everything they did from then on. Him getting the book. He, so he wakes up, oh, they're gone, and he true, decides yeah. I'm gonna go help. And he finds a book because with because Steven, an intellectual. Yeah, he but, has to be the hero. Yeah, he has to look good in front of his girl. He gets the schematics for... Um, oh, also, we missed a scene that's really good for Steven, because fuck Steven. They're at the um, uh, uh, landing pad with the helicopter fueling up, and Steven is trying to shoot a zombie. He fires three shots, miss, hits him in the body, misses, whatever, and Roger hits, you know, picks the gun up and then hits it once in the head, and then he goes about his day. And uh, then Steven sees another zombie, and he's like, I got this one. And Roger, this time, takes his gun and actually hits Steven's gun up in the air, and it's like, fucking... Stop! You're doing this wrong. Jake and I literally. You just said this. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we when went. When I was trying that. to fight uh, for the Discord. Yeah, oh, I was so excited about that scene. <laughs> oh, man. There is actually one thing though that I want to mention that we didn't mention about the 
helicopter. Oh, is it about how uh, Steven was trying to shoot a zombie? And that, they... doesn't have to do with, that doesn't have to do with the helicopter, Craig. No, when when they're uh, like when the zombies first make contact, Roger's like fueling the helicopter, and a zombie comes after him and just walks what? its head into the propeller blade. Oh, yeah. oh, that was just... and Roger just looks and then looks up at the like... blades. It's like. Ah, would you look at that? I want you to file that away in your memory banks, though, because I will get back to that when we get toward the end of this movie. Okay, okay. I actually love uh, that they show right from the rip that these zombies are much different than early Walking Dead zombies. I should say later ones get smart. They're not incapable of any form of thought. That one that does that climbs up and over something. Zombies generally flop over stuff. They use their bodies to kind of whatever. No, this one's like, I'm going to... They're shown to be capable of using tools, albeit in a crude fashion. Like, they can pick up things and hit things with them. Yeah, because uh, when after, after Roger and... Uh, uh, we'll go back through the whole scene about Roger and um, Peter doing their, their hit and run and their okie doke. But after they get the TV okay, yeah. and they do the broadcast, occasionally the eye patch man comes up and he, like, explains, Hey, these zombies are instinctual. But they're sort of like rudimentary animals where they know how to like pick stuff up and use rudimentary tools. Just like animals do. Yeah. Eye Patch Man actually has a bit of an arc through the movie too. Well, he feels like he's the only smart person left on the world. He is the only We can't abandon logic. Yeah. Yeah, that part and was And a little... succulent Chinese dinner. That that part was a little silly, but it was Was he accurate. trying to feed Chinese people to them? Is that what he meant? I do know your judo well. I'm doing it. Well, you never seen the the, the man, the, the man the, that's like succulent Chinese dinner. No, the oh, last, the I'll last show time, you after the podcast. The the first time we see Eye Patch Man is yeah they they've got a TV secured in their little room which they have now made their home. They once they raid the downstairs they uh, they turn on they, the power to everything, yep. including the escalators and the mall music. Stephen almost messes it up for them, but does not in the end. Um, but then they have a fun little thing where they're like. Distracting the zombies to the downstairs. So they go on a shopping store. spree. And they're like, woo, come yeah. and get us. Because they, they have to pull them from the one door. And they're like, well, how do we get back up? How do we get this this wheelbarrow full of shit back up to the office? And they're like, well, Steven's like, oh, I found this floor plan. And it's got this other way. And they're like, oh, it's the air vent in the elevator. It is a constant concern that the zombies would get upstairs and the mall would become And one does. Well, no, it's not even the zombies. They, they don't want anyone to know there is a way upstairs. Yeah. Like, they don't but, want anyone to know that exists. Oh, yeah, the Hare Krishna. Um, yeah, but before that, he says, don't yeah. you dare go in, because when he first meets Steven, Steven's getting ready to go back, and he's like, don't you fucking dare, they're going to follow you. And Steven runs to, to Peter, yes. and that's when one zombie that looks it. suspiciously like the lead singer of Tool uh, when he had a shaved head is like, walking all weird like makes its way all the way which it by the way is not a straight corridor they show all the different random shit they have to walk through and this thing's oh, yeah. just like making my way just a move it goes all the way well, he's got to spread the word of christian yes sure, that's um something gonna go eat pretty yeah and it tries yeah, in a very slow way and that that scene was another one of those uh it sets a precedence she uses a flare and it you know that zombies don't like fire yep. uh. so that yeah that was pretty decent um, but she sets off two flares, leaves them both on the ground, and it actually did a thing where it showed the flare rolling into the food, and I was like, that's gonna set that well, shit Well, I thought fire. maybe, I thought maybe it was gonna be like a box of flares that was gonna explode. Yeah, I just thought it would set the place on fire. I was like, yeah. oh shit, no, but instead, they meant nothing. There's a couple times in this movie where I'm like, is everything gonna catch on fire? And no, nothing no, catches never on fire. Not. Oh yeah, a candle falls over in, uh... 
inside at the way at the beginning in the uh, building. A candle falls over and smoke is pouring out. No, the smoke's from the tear gas. That candle didn't mean anything. Don't worry about it. The building is very up on its fire code. Yeah, apparently. It's all made of brick and there's nothing allowed flammable. But uh, that that scene was a little silly, but it was good to show that she's like, basic. at this point in time, she is losing her shit scared. And this is where they have the conversation about her without her there. Yeah, and you find out she's pertinent. There, there is that. They are, How do that's I also get where they, pregnant? And then there's the very, the very topical discussion of should she abort? Yeah. Because <laughs> if so, I know how. What do you think he meant by that? Uh, probably punch her in the stomach. Yeah, he was probably out. just gonna punch her. They have I plenty mean, of coat hangers. Oh fuck! I don't think he would know how. Maybe he wouldn't know. Right. Is there really uh, a way to mess it up? It's not well, like what's a crazy is when this movie was made. Yeah. Abortion rights were almost as new as them losing the now is. Yeah. What, is that oh. when that happened in the 70s? It's like the late 60s, probably. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I mean, it was 50 years of abortion rights that just got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so it was, so it was yeah. 72. Yep, yeah, 72. Yeah. So yeah, Rory Wade was not that, not that old at this point. Wow. Well, he knows how to do it. So it would make sense that maybe he would know how to do it illegally, which would no longer be. Why do you say? Why, why would he know how to do it illegally? Because he would uh, he was like a thirty slash forty year old man. He probably experienced yeah, probably multiple illegal situations. For most of his life. Yeah, most experienced multiple situations in his and or family life. Oh, this is depressing and angry. Oh, stupid. I know you don't like black people. Save that for a different time, okay? <laughs> Not on this day. Okay, racist Mario. Yeah, that whatever you. You probably angry about no. You related with that guy at the beginning. We all. Um, hey, it's okay. I related with the clearly not Mexican man, so it's, it was worse. Um, he had the mustache. I knew it was there. Um, it was the most stereotypical, like, this is a Hispanic yeah. man. He had, like, a sombrero long... He looked like Cheech... No, Chong from the early Cheech and Chong movies. He had the long black hair, the weird wispy mustache, the suspenders. He was halfway dressed like a cowboy. Yeah, it was... But anyways, um... They do the, the old, what is it, oop-dee-doop-dee? Okey-doke. The okey-doke's okey how they got back. Yeah. And this, this is also where they decide that uh, instead of moving on, they want to stay in the mall. Because and Franny's very not about this for some reason. They gotta go to Canada! Well, one, she's not about them talking about her getting yeah. an abortion without involving her in the conversation. Right, right. now we so. can. Bunch of men making yeah. decisions for the woman. Can you believe that would ever happen? What is this, 1776? Not a political, not a political podcast. podcast. All right, so um, she comes out uh, in the next scene, uh, and she's standing there, and she's just, they're getting ready to do their next coup, to do their she, next She plan. wants to have at least a say in yeah. the voting process. Oh, they're, go, they're going to set up the trucks. That's what they're planning yeah. next. Because now, now they've got a plan to secure the mall. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, there's an ample amount of guns. There's all the supplies they can get. This is literally the best place to hold up. The only problem is the doors, the front doors are open, and they need to figure out a way to block. All doors. There's like three different entrances. So they're planning to. There's a shipping uh, and docking facility right right up the way there. Bring all the trucks down. Roger knows how to hotwire. Uh, bring all the trucks down. Plug up the front doors. Just park them right in front so the zombies can't too crazy they have to funnel uh and then lock everything up genius plan now freddy does have a little bit of a point in that their supplies while large are not infinite yeah they would not be able they would if it lasted for a long enough time they would not be able to hold out here and a good uh oh so anyways they plan it and she's like listen you guys can do all your fucking route route and touting this stuff but you need to talk to me about this because i've got opinions on the matter as well um, like, which, like you're giving me a fucking gun. Which Peter immediately is like, 
Yeah, no, that that's actually fair. We, we that was kind of fucked up for us not to and include Roger you. Roger doesn't care because if Peter says something, he's good to go. But Stephen is a fucking dick for him. He's like, yes. you don't deserve anything. What are you talking about? Well, Stephen seems very much like Stephen's very much. You're carrying my child. You yeah. care. For and he's visibly upset that she has the audacity to ask for like a say. Yeah. And he he like she says, I want a gun. He just like slaps his gun down. Like, fine, take a gun. I don't care. And he's like, I'm, what is this line? I'm leaving now, or I'm going now. Like, he doesn't respond to her. He just I'm gives I'm going her... with the boys. Yeah, I basically. Be, I want to be the man of the house. Yeah. So um, I'll be with the boys. And then the next part I thought was stupid at first, but it was actually a really good plan they had. So the parking the cars, I was behind the whole time. But the helicopter constantly back and forth flying with them, I was like, this is a waste yeah. of gas. It, was, was, it, it feels it like... Was right. Well, so that's what I was going to say. It ends up paying off. I mean, it was also their way out. For, for ten, well, that, but that doesn't matter. He can drop them off and wait, or he can drop them off, go back, and then come get them because he can see everything. I thought that was kind of stupid, but then if they pay it off when Roger is getting attacked mercilessly. Oh, God. Peter's the one who flies very, or Stephen's the one who flies very low, sees it, and then flies over, goes down to uh, Peter, and is yeah. like, fucking, and Peter's like, oh, no, and he drives over it, the house. This is where it does Roger feel- snaps a little. Yeah. It does feel initially low, like Stephen was just like, I'll support you in the air, just because yeah, he wanted yeah. to be included in the yeah. I have, he has well, one skill and that, he wants to make sure you know That's it. why I thought it was stupid. But then having the actual payoff of it and not just being yeah. a dumb Peter moment, I was like, okay, it's both, and that's great. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Roger loses his shit. He gets oh, yeah. attacked like crazy, doesn't get hurt, gets cr- and he and, just and decides And this is like, where he like forgets he has a pistol. Yeah, yeah, that's that scene where he's fighting. And then he's just like, you know what? He gets in the car with, uh, with Peter, and he just starts like, shooting and he doesn't want to close the he door. He starts steering into zombies. It is, oh, yeah. it is like probably important range. to note that they lost their military grade rifle to a zombie earlier. Oh, that was still my favorite and, thing and about the zombie's this movie. just holding it like, So when they're, the when they're closing the door, uh, a zombie grabs a hold of Peter's gun when they're up at the store mm-hmm. and Peter's like, or Roger's like fighting for it and he's like kicking him and Peter's just like, let, let go. go. And Roger's like, oh man, I wish I had thought of that earlier. Let's go. And the zombie just pulls the gun out and for the rest of the movie has two hands on the barrel at all times just, just walking. Pointing the barrel of the gun at his face. Yeah. And the movie occasionally throughout the entire movie wants to remind you, hey, he's still there. Yeah. He's still and it doesn't, it never really, like there's no real payoff to that. It's, it's just kind of a payoff. but That he's there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the gu- zombie just ends up kind of really liking guns. He's, he's got a personality trait. Yeah. And you actually see him in this scene, or, you know, around the time of this scene, where, yeah, they're fighting outside the truck. Now the zombie made it outdoors and is walking around outdoors with it. Yeah. And I want to talk about the music of the movie right now, because this happens like three or four times throughout the entire movie, where while they're driving the trucks and, like, parking them in front of the doors and whatever... It has happy, fun time music oh, going it's, on. It's, it's They're having a fun music. time yeah, dance. It's, yeah. it's, it's arcade music. It's mall music. It's like... And then, at any point in time, it will just, like, shift 180 degrees when the zombies do some fucked up shit. And then it's suspenseful music. And they're yeah. like, they're getting, shit, they're getting giving me whiplash here. They're getting super cocky. They're, like, being way less... Well, Roger is being way less, like, careful... He's laughing, it, he's having fun. I it does like, not pay off. No. I feel like it wants to play into that whole idea that, oh, the end of the world's going to be super fun because we get to do whatever we want. We can shoot zombies. And like then, it wants to play into that and then subvert it by the end. Yeah. And Sword. then Roger gets sh- fucking chunks yeah. of meat in out so of So he, he parks yep. the truck and uh, 
he is yeah he parks he the truck it's the second truck he forgets his bag and he's like i need it and peter's like fine get it and he tries to get it and he ends up dropping it in between the two trucks and he has to go down there to get it and this is when too many there's like 30 zombies on him and uh franny's on the roof at that point watching she's taking pot shots yeah, yeah. she's taking pot shots yeah. she gets she a, saved him once yeah, she gets she's already shot. better with a rifle than uh Steve Steve. Yeah. Yeah. part of her thing where she says that she wants to have a say in this is that she also wants to learn to shoot and she wants to learn to fly the helicopter yeah. mm-hmm. um, which she learned both yes. but in that scene she saves roger once before he gets attacked the second time where it was getting ready to open the door and she shoots it. And then another one opens the door anyways. But for that brief, she she stalled. Mm-hmm. She stalled well. And uh, Peter does kind of know it's over at this point, but... Yeah, yeah, he's like freaking out. He's trying to shoot, but the zombies like are all right on Roger. He's like, whatever. It ends up biting Roger's uh, forearm and then his calf. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he gets in the car and they're able to drive away. So they don't, this is very important, they don't get the third truck in place. Only two trucks get placed. Mm-hmm. Um, and one door is left open, but that's, you know, locked, but it's not guarded. Um, and they immediately, it doesn't even allow us to, like, find out how they got back and carried him in or whatever. It's just a hard cut. This movie doesn't do a ton of hard cuts. Yeah, they're, they're just a triaging him. Yeah. And he's wrapped up. He's getting morphine. He's, you know, and sick. There is a, a point where it's like, okay, uh, now that we've blocked everything off, we'll do some hunting and, like, they're gonna clear out the mall. Yeah. yeah, it's five. It's like five seconds. It's a hard cut, and you just see all the bodies on the floor. And it's like, okay, well, I guess they just won't show that. They, just, they just put fucking well, so first, Roger in the cart, and he's like wheelbarrowing yeah, around. Yeah. And he's first, first, they have to go lock all the doors, which is his own suspenseful thing. And they raid the gun shop. They, yep. yep, they raid the gun shop. They use the car to drive around to lock all the doors, and then they do the cleanup crew of shooting everything. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, um, the the bodies are everywhere, and they go well. Now it's going to get real gross. Yeah, there's really not a whole lot of dialogue in it. A lot of it's just stuff happening. Yeah, they're taking clothes they like. They're mm-hmm. getting food yeah, they there's, want. There's a big montage of them having fun in the mall. It's, it's, at first, it's like 20 minutes. Having the mall to themselves is yeah. really fun. And they're finally completely available to everything. No zombies. Yep. There's the arcade montage, which happens right after this, where they're just playing games at the arcade. They build a fake wall that leads to their hideaway so that mm-hmm. no one can get to it. Because they're very well aware that if people are out there, this is a place that they would want to go, yeah. and they... Which is why the end of it is so frustrating. The, the The scene with the uh, gang that comes oh, okay. Yeah. I'm very frustrated by that scene, even still. That's like my one critique on the writing of this movie. Okay. So we'll get there. But yeah, they have a fun time, and they get everything. They stock up. They even turn their little office into an apartment. Couches, beds, clocks on the wall, like stands yeah. with plants. But we do see do... Roger is quickly deteriorating. Yeah. I do think it's kind of funny, though, how much they're like, well, let's take all the money from the bank, even though the money means nothing. I mean, they say it might come. You're, you're, they say you'll never know. Yeah. yeah Peter they're... actually holds up, like, a, a, a fat stack and just goes, you never know, and they start grabbing it and mm-hmm. having fun. And I, I remember Stephen and Peter were talking, and they were like, well, after someone gets bitten like that, like, how long yeah. do they last? He's, like, he's never seen them last more than three days. And that's a standard in, like, all zombie stuff. It's never a week, a month, a yeah. week, you know. No, these, these movies. Three days. George A. Romero zombie. The right, George right, right, A. Romero right. zombie movies like created the gold standard for yeah. all zombie yeah. like media. I think this is a good time to talk about Eye Patch Guy. Oh yeah, oh, he's ran. lost it. Yeah, he's he's just, well, you yeah. guys are all stupid. The, the, you guys are idiots. So the first time we see it, he's trying to like logically explain, and it's the rebroadcast. Rules of this. this is important. Um, it's rebroadcasted via the station 
Yeah, because his, they mentioned that they're going to have a live yeah, interview. Yeah, it's his later. nationwide address that they're showing you. And then later when we see him again, he's actually on their show. Yes, so the early rebroadcast, it's very, very clinical, very normal. He does say that they're working on figuring out the cause. It never confirms what caused the zombies. They say it seems viral. They think, it, they're exploring the idea that it might be a virus. It acts but... similar to a viral outbreak, is what they say. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about how, it, you know, they have top men working on this. Trying to come up with a top vaccine. Men. Yep. Yeah. Um, and uh, he posits that they are creatures of pure instinct. While they, uh, he does stress very hard to everyone that they are not human anymore. Yeah. They are not your loved ones. He tries to other them as much as possible in this mm-hmm. because he's big on like science and rationality. I will out, say, winning out. I don't understand why his suggestion was to. I mean, I guess kind of like feeding them makes a lot of sense. It'll get them like out of your way for a little bit because he does specifically say like we need to feed them. Like, well, no, that, that's later on. That's, in the first address, he's just like yes. kill them. Yeah, well, yeah, but and people aren't willing. At the point we're at in our show, though, like in, in, in our movie, he has gotten to the line. Yeah, that's oh, the yeah, that, well, that's why well, I'm trying to get to there yeah, because yeah, the first. In very is in very stark contrast to what we see in the live broadcast. Because the first one, he's a poised man saying, "This is a disease. These people are bad. They need to be killed. They will not stop." Well, we do have one more scene before the live broadcast because we have a scene where uh, uh, Rogers in bed. He's even more sickly now. We have Peter talking to him, and Rogers like, I, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna try not to come back." Oh, that's actually a very touching scene for a movie that had a lot of like humanization and like and all that that was like the most well acted slash emotional scene in the whole movie I mean Peter in general there, was the best thing the there is more well, yeah. there is more chemistry between Peter and Roger than there is between Stephen and yeah, he's, he straight up says to Peter I, I'm not gonna be walking around like that yeah. when I turn, I'm gonna try not to you you wait to shoot me you wait till until, you know I'm coming back until I'm back and he's like not until then you know and he's all like super emaciated yeah, and then he, he repeats, uh, I'm going to try not to come back. I'm going to try. Gonna yeah, try because the, the live broadcast is done over Peter anxiously waiting to see what happens. Yep. So yeah, Peter's sitting Roger there leaning done, against the wall yeah. just watching him, and he covered him in a blanket. And as the uh, as the scientist guy like gets more exasperated, more like uh, frustrated, is as like it starts Peter building wakes up. up. The, the eye, eye patch guy is basically incoherent in this. Yeah. Like, he is saying words, but they don't mean a lot. And he's super stressed out. Like, insanely, yeah. like, you guys are fucking idiots and we're all dead because of you. He said I'm surrounded by idiots. Yeah, dummies. Yeah, no, he says all the brains died and only the dummies are left. <laughs> Which is a really clever line for a zombie. <laughs> and, and he mentions that as long as humans are alive, there's always going to be something to yeah. feed these things. Yeah. They're, they're always going yes. to be there. And they're they, not cannibals, we are their prey. And they never explicitly say it like all other zombie work does, but they do imply that the, the, the quick, the reveal in The Walking Dead that you don't have to die be a zombie to become a zombie. They never say it outright in this movie, but it's pretty well implied, like, no, it's always gonna happen unless we do something. Yeah, because with Roger, it wasn't, like, in other zombie stuff, you get bitten and then, oh, I'm a zombie, but yeah. Roger dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he comes back as a zombie. Yeah, so they, they do that cool. It's a big reveal in The Walking Dead, like, season, the end of season one is that no, no. Season two yeah, is it's, when it's, Shane it's dies. Farm, yeah, it's when yeah. Shane dies. Yeah, um, because they say everyone's infected. It's just a matter of when you die. Yeah. So I thought that was neat that that's that that was a part of it. But the Roger scene when he when he when he sits back up, I'm actually happy they didn't show him die. They do that off camera with no, a gunshot. It's a very much a cutaway, and you hear the gunshot. Yeah. I was like, that's good. That's a good way to do that because this this movie is very 
ham-fisted. It shows you everything. It knows that it's kind of slapsticky sort of, you know, practical effects. I like that they chose the t- to, to, to take it away there. And, and Give then, him a moment of dignity at the end. Yeah, and, and they bury him. We, we kind of just have, like, after Ryder that just a little bit more, like, time passes and they're, they're just living the life. Yeah. And they're learning. Uh, yeah. they, they, they bury Roger in, like, this garden the atrium, in the mall. Yeah. And they're the learning. other thing that I like about the whole deal with Roger is that they don't do the thing where they make the fact that they waited for Roger to turn actually hurt them. Yeah, like, they don't. Roger hide. doesn't like kill one of them. Yeah, he um, doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. lash Cause, cause, out. He doesn't yeah, hide it. Yeah, Roger's not dead. That's the thing. Like they, I think the remake has someone hiding it. Right? He has someone hiding yeah. it. Which hiding it's also a really cool like. I mean, it is. Right? It is a pretty. Uh, <laughs> It is a pretty rational thing to do in that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. I mean, uh, all right, yeah, not rational, like, like but it is that a, I thought a, I was immune. Yeah. I got bitten hours well, ago. Well, that's what everyone thinks from everything. You know, yeah. everyone likes to think that they handle something differently regardless of the severity of it. Um, so that was, I, I like I like that they were just like, nope, we're well aware this is going to kill him. We're going to have fun, yeah. and, and he's going to well help. And Roger's like, you're not leaving me out. Let's go do whatever you need. I'm going to do it with you. He has to hotwire the car and whatever. And they also show him having fun arcade stuff like that and you're like wow even though he is mentally deteriorating at that point too so that was all that was the best part of the movie as a whole roger's Mm -hmm. decline and the crew's handling of it Mm -hmm. was my favorite part of the whole movie um you know the reason they get found out by the biker gang though because of the flying lesson because she's learning how to fly although i'm pretty sure that they would have known anyways but that's the that's i mean they they probably would have still rated the but now they know people are there. Yeah. But yeah. the the mall montage does shift from enjoying the mall to being like very, disp- like it, it goes to about like a month time skip. Yeah, it shows him crossing off. It shows three weeks worth of a calendar. He's crossing off the twenty eighth well, or whatever, and, and, the and they're th- all crossed. Off. Yeah, the only thing we really see that like ages it though without that is that she's getting more pregnant. Yep, her yep. belly come, her belly plumps out. But they're definitely getting very despondent. Like, imagine having to be indoors at a place for like a month. That would be well, and, horrifying. And yeah, Steve imagine not being able to go outside for a while and just having to stay indoors. Yeah. It's a while. Uh, without internet, that's the important part. Uh, Steven is always checking the TV for a new broadcast, and it is irritating Franny yeah. like crazy. The, the TV is dead <laughs> yeah. at this point. But I actually am on Steven's side in this scenario. She is getting very pissed off that he's even trying, so she shuts yeah, it he off. Still has hope. And he walks over and looks at her like dead in the eyes and turns it back on. It's like... Whatever you need in this situation, let people have. I think the important thing is the way that he's acting is it's not like he turns it back on out of defiance. Like, he sits there, he's like, okay, yeah, you're right, you're right. And then it's just like a moment of silence, and he just, like, looks despondently at the TV. No, it kind of looks like he's doing it out of spite. He gives her a look like, bitch, and flips it on. But he he clearly needs that to cope. Like, he needs it. That's fine. Everybody, uh, uh, Mm -hmm. Peter's got uh, Jack Daniels. Uh, Rogers got being dead. He needs the Rogers TV. coping the best out of everyone. Yeah, he needs it. He has one last mouth to feed, which is probably helpful for the longevity of their stay. But let's just get to the final scene because I actually don't want to. I'm not going to talk too much over it because I didn't like it, so I'll talk about it in my review. But they, this, these two guys, these two Mexican men or, or Hispanic men, spot them flying, doing the flying lesson, and they point out like, "Ah, look at these little." cocky little bastards uh, we, we're gonna are we gonna get them now or tonight they, sure plan tonight. they just kind of look like like the stereotypical guy, like 70s metal the people. one guy with the handlebar and the leather jacket was definitely hispanic the other one debatable he was tanned with a mustache because like, that, that's kind of like what the like biker look was in the yeah 70s. he was too tanned to be a biker he was cheech and chong tan he was cheech and chong tan yeah it was it was a mix of 
make some people. Well, the, the yeah. crew I already talked about at the beginning. Yeah, there was, there, was the like, there, was, there was hippies. There yeah. was people with SS helmets. There was Nazis. There was a black guy who had a big afro and like a, a Jimi Hendrix headband yeah. who was feeding them stuff. Like it had the whole like casting crew. But in that moment, those two guys pointed out. So there's going to be a raid. Um, and then uh, they radio them, and they're Peter, Stephen, and, and Franny are sitting around the radio, and they're just uh, at first they're trying to be cheeky. Yeah, they're like, they're like, we're just looking to help. There's only three of us here. We're yeah. trying to and get then everyone's ah. And like, it's very rude of you not to share. We're yeah. coming in. We don't like people who don't share. And as they drive up, you see the headlights and motorcycles of a mm-hmm. uh, hundred people. And and Peter basically comes up with like, he's like, all right, we need to just. Wait this out. They're going to come in. They're going to take what they want to take. So his plan plan was awesome. Mm-hmm. His execution was flawed, and Steven fucks it up. Steven yeah. fucks oh, yeah. everything up here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're going to let them in. The zombies are all going to come in with them. They'll deal with the yeah, zombies. They'll, they'll and have their fun. Deal. They'll have to deal with the zombies. Yeah. Which the zombies will take care of some of them, and maybe they'll just leave when they loot. Let's just leave them the fuck alone and just make sure everything's cool. But we're going to stand watch anyways. That's what I don't like. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to, like, watch They don't them. know where you are, and they can't get to you aside from taking time to kill every single zombie in the mm-hmm. area. Just go back to your room. And then, yeah, and, and it's then hidden, Steven, too, behind yeah, a false wall. Yeah, and yeah. Steven just gets mad that they're taking their stuff. Uh, that He actually says that. This was ours. We took it. This was ours. We took mm-hmm. it. And then he starts shooting at them like an idiot. Steven yeah. is definitely the idiot here. Yeah. And this is actually... Steven is... If, if we're going to give a parallel to the remake here, Steven is the idiot girl who goes out after her dog. Yeah. And they actually, this gang is the best representation of what mankind would be like in a zombie apocalypse. They don't give a shit about the zombies. They're having fun murdering them. A biker gang would totally be cool with murdering zombies. They're knocking them aside, taking jewelry, taking candy, taking whatever. They even take a TV and he's like, what are you going to watch on that? And he breaks it. Like, that all was cool. And they're also just like playing around killing the zombies. Yeah, they're playing killing the zombies. They're like not worried about the other people, but the minute that they are, they're kind of half and half killing zombies, keep trying to kill them. It's like this weird... And the movie movie. gives a lot of screen time just to this one dude. No dialogue. He just has this comical hammer. Yeah. He's just like sledgehammer. He he looks a lot like the first fake Mexican guy on top of the apartment building with the long hair and the, and the, 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 the slight cowboy look. And yeah, he is funny. But he's just he's just sledging. The boy is sledging everyone. He's like bonk. That was pretty funny. No, you're right. Going down there was probably unnecessary. So is that what you don't like about the whole biker scene? That their plan just didn't make sense? Uh, sort of. I'll I'll get to that in my critique. But I do actually like that Steven is the one who fucks it up and how he fucks it up. He he should have... Alright, yeah, I agree. I like the fact that... I like his comeuppance. He deserved what happened to him. Because Steven gets really possessive of the mall that they're in. Which the movie does do a lot of pointing out how that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like, this is a survival situation. But Steven is concerned with these material things that he has that mean nothing. Like, the, the stuff that he can't do anything with. And, because they're breaking it because it's his. And I also think part of it is his, like, insistent... Insist, insistence? Incessant? No, insistence that... I think he thinks they're gonna live in this mall forever. I, I think he's the only one who's like, we'll last forever, and they're taking our food, and they're taking our clothes. Mm-hmm. It's like, you can't live here for more than a few months. Mall's Everything's going to go bad. Like, there's a great place to raise a child. There's yeah. no rational reason for him to be as attached to the mall as yeah. he is, and yet he is. Yeah. And it's because the mall is a symbol of things that we are unhealthily attached And he has to. a decent plan of escape oh, after so it's a, it's a, um, 
What's the word I'm thinking for? Metaphor? Metaphor. Yeah. But, Metaphor was the word I was thinking But for. Steven has a good plan of escape with the elevator and all that. It just goes wrong because he's obviously being tailed. Peter has a fucking terrible plan this entire time. I think this was the most out of character for Peter in the whole movie. He leads them back to where he's trying to leave, which is the one thing he's been consistent on about not happening, but he happily shows them where he is. And then on top of that, he continues to go around just to get pot shots in. I think this is the least Peter moment in the entire movie. Well, yeah, you're right, because when once, well, so at that point, once I think the shooting Peter's... starts and they start shooting back at him, yeah. he's well, just like, okay, guess it's war. Well, yeah, because I, I think Peter's trying to get Steven out. Yeah, well, so he he's he is he's like yeah, wants to lead him to the dock. Yeah, he doesn't start engaging with them until after Steven. Yeah, so I, this no. was, I don't think this was ever part of his plan. It wasn't. No, that's out. not an issue. Like the rationale to save Steven and also the fact that he's now in this gunfight is good. His plan to lead them to where they go was fucked up. He okay. has made multiple attempts to hide the escape, to hide their home. Well, no, it just leads them to the the. the Vents. That's all. That's okay. But if, no, because that's the thing. If they're trying to get into the vents and he's already in the vent, like you can't. You're not gonna. That one guy had a Tommy gun. All you have to do is this. Oh yeah, he could have just shot. The it's vent. game over. Like it was a bad plan. Taking your rope away in a mall where there's everything we've already established. Moving your rope ladder away does nothing. Yeah. You are showing them what your mm -hmm. existence is. I didn't like that. I know it's a little bit nitpicky, but when you're built, I think this movie has incredible logical planning for what all these dumbass characters do, and this didn't make sense. Well, I think if, like, you can explain away, like, using your rifle instead of your pistol in, like, a yeah. situation, and, like, as panic... Well, yeah, like, the this rifle would, was in your hand already. Then yeah. this would have also been, like, a panic moment, because maybe they shouldn't have been there in the first place. They yeah. should have just went back to the apartment after they yeah. released the zombies. We also but have... it may have been just, like... Peter doing his best after Steven fucked up. Yeah. We also have to remember that while Peter is the one who stays level-headed, who stays like the leader, he, he's the rock of the team. Yes. Appropriately yes. named, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but uh, it is definitely wearing on him at this point. Yeah. And there's definitely, it, do, it does feel like there's a believable part of him that well, is just like, Okay, fuck this. We're all dead. I'm just gonna go out yeah. and take out his. And, and we see that him. after after the so Peter does drive them away, but in the yeah, process, well, so that's a good point. The, the gang leaving, I thought was decent, mm -hmm. but I didn't love it. But I thought it was decent. Mm -hmm. The gang is like, oh shit, we're actually dying. Like yeah. they thought it was gonna be yeah, easy. Yeah, because the zombies start getting them. Yeah, too. Like, the zombie zombies gets them. Them. Peter gets a few good shots in. Uh, mm -hmm. Steven's obviously fucking their whole plan up. Like mm -hmm. Peter has basically weakened them to the point that they can no longer effectively fight the zombies. Yeah. But Steven does, in his attempt to try to get away, get zombied. Oh, Sledgehammer Man dies, yep. unfortunately. Mexican uh, The guy who really dies. wanted to check his blood pressure that was goes the to check. That Why was the dumbest thing ever. Like, I don't know. That? Like, he's just like, well, I'm that done. Was, that was, was George A. Rivera. That's, that's where Sam Raimi got all of his ideas from. That right there. That, that one scene, scene. Sam Raimi was like, I'm making an entire franchise off that off guy. Of that. <laughs> yeah, that's what that whole thing was. So that was so weird. That was just, that was just an excuse to have some zombie yeah. oh yeah. definitely because they they this is the first time in the movie they show you you know the biting and ripping they show you like a little this bit of is where it gets, like, really this boring. is where it's like no we're gonna show them pulling intestines and just have craig had to look away in general this movie yeah, it's, this it's movie is very bad. is generally very slow and deliberately paced yeah so i feel like they wanted to have a big gory yeah. Thing. oh, oh yeah. yeah we 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 skipped over a scene that was right before the the bikers leaving uh steven uh, goes to the elevator and he's trying to escape and he goes up to the top of yeah, it. Yeah. And these important. two bikers dudes... Oh, they shoot. Yeah. They're, 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 they're like, I know you're up there. there. I start shooting. 
and they get him in his arm, and then they flee, and then Peter calls him up on the walkie-talkie. Yeah. Because they have walkie-talkies. I don't think we ever mentioned those. Yeah. Well, and, and then he goes back down into the elevator to get the walkie-talkie, and then zombies come in. Yeah, because he's like, hey, get out here. Try. Steven shows that he's arguably the strongest man oh in this area yeah. by doing a one-arm left-handed pull He doesn't quite make it, though. No, he's no, making he, it. Yeah, the he, zombies he, he gets get his, to him. He gets his upper half in, so the pull-up was successful, and he gets up there, and then the zombies pull him back down in, fuck him up. They bite him. He actually gets them out of the elevator, despite getting bitten a few times, but, you know, obviously he's trapped so, in there. And I'm gonna, like, kind of... At this point, like, we're kind of getting to, like, the wrap-up of yeah. the movie. And this is where I'm gonna say that maybe Peter's plan makes sense. Because The whole plan? He, what you didn't like about it. Oh, 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 oh. Because, like, when they're up there, he's, he, you know, he's like, Steven's gone. I, I mean, maybe he's still alive, but whatever. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not going with you. I'm done. So, like, maybe he was hoping that the bikers would take him out instead of the zombies. Could be. Definitely could be a, a suicidal plan mm -hmm. from the get-go. Because, you know. like, he, he's given, like, he's like, it's over at this point. Like, there's no point in going on. Like, I he think, misses Roger so much. I actually think he misses Steven so much. Because he goes from, like, survival Peter to standing in that stairwell for, what was it, like? He's waiting to see if Steven It was, like, two him. hours. Yeah, they said. It was, like, it's been two hours. We haven't heard from him. Enough is what Franny says. And yet he will not budge. I... While I, I can deny the, the the suicide plan, I think that was what changed him for the ending. Okay. I think that Stephen dying, he's just like, it's just me and Frank. Like, we got nothing now. We lost everything. Um, and a baby. A baby to come. So, that was my... I ain't gonna be no dad. Yeah. So, be no baby daddy. Franny goes up to the helicopter uh, and well, Peter hold on. does the... So, he points out, that I actually thought this was great payoff. Because they've harped on the fact that zombies have instincts of what they know in their life. Oh, yeah, yeah And Stephen right. immediately, leads them to them. He immediately yes. wanders to the fake door. They push through it, and he walks all the way up, and he's the first one through the door and even closes the door behind him. And then, you know, Peter he's... blows his head off. But I thought that was incredible payoff for it was. the whole movie. Like, everything about what mm -hmm. these zombies are, I thought that was great. And then, yeah, the plan is that Peter is going to draw them away and... Uh, so that uh, Franny can get to the helicopter and escape herself. And he's just going to shoot himself. He has the tiny little gun that he stored in his belt. A little, like, two-shot. You know what it makes me think of? Derringer. Anyone seen the um, cinematic classic Wild Wild West by <laughs> yes. Kevin Klein uh, and Will yes. Smith? Yes, giant mechanical spiders. Kevin Klein's uh, ultimate weapon in that movie that has also great payoff is a tiny twenty-two pistol that shoots out of his own sleeve into his yeah. hand. That little gun made me think I wanted him to Kevin Klein it clean and have it out. And it's not what happened. But That's fine. last second, he has a new outlook on life. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can only put a gun so close to your head before things change. And I guess it's when there's another guy to shoot instead. He decides he wants to live, fights his way back. And gun guy pays off. Yeah. yeah gun guy kind of. trades guns. Yeah. So 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 Peter fights his way out. Pushing them, you know, they they do a good job of showing that literally all you have to do is, like, knock zombies off their balance and you can kind They're of... They're not, like, so super good strong. guys had to have been someone either important to George A. Romero or, like, yeah. part of the production, right? Like, I, I do like the fact that, at one point, gun zombie is always holding the gun in two hands, but then he one-hands the gun to climb the ladder. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he keeps holding onto it because when she got out and they start flooding, Peter closed himself in that room, so they... Because zombies aren't stupid. Climb the ladder and then to the other ladder. They had like a step ladder. Um, to the other ladder and they get out. So Franny's sitting up there watching as one by one zombies are coming out. Like a bunch of them. Dozens get on the roof. 
Meanwhile, Peter fights his way out, gets on top. Zombie man climbs out. And then you get the payoff of zombie gun guy, who's like, uh, Peter's like punching and fighting. And then the zombie with the one gun lets go of his gun with one hand and grabs Peter's rifle. And Peter looks at him like, let go. And he just kind of gives up. He's just like, I got yeah, two, two guns. guns. <laughs> and he just stands there. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Part of the plan all along. Yeah. But then he drops... The, 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 he drops the and the the fancy one and holds on to the new one. Yeah, because he's happy about the new gun. Yeah, he likes the new. I recognized the biker from something. Cool. He's in Dusk Till Dawn. Yeah, oh, makes sense. sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, he's a biker in it. I bet too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's sex machine. Well, of course. He's like the, he's like the leader of the uh, the biker, biker gang bar, that the biker bar. Yeah, yeah. That becomes the the vampire turn. Yeah. Um, and then they fly away, and the ending. I actually thought was a great place to end it too. A much better way to end it. It's classic Romero ending. Um, they well, fly where off. are we going? They fly off, but they don't know where they're going, and they don't have a lot well, of. Well, he goes, "How much fuel we got?" She goes, "Not a lot." And he goes, "What do we say? That's great, or just just perfect?" Or he says something along the lines of, "Like sounds good to me." Mm-hmm. Now, this is where I want to call your attention back to the zombie who decapitates himself on the helicopter. Oh okay. yeah, yeah. Because while this is the theatrical ending we saw, this was not the original ending that. Oh, he has an alternative. Yes, this was this was the ending that they put in because test audiences thought that the original ending was too bleak. Did they okay. not see Lo- Night of the Living Dead? Mm. Like, do you not know what you're getting into with Romero? Well, so the original ending, everything goes about the same up until the point. Um, but um, that when Peter or when Stephen breaks into the room. Uh, Peter doesn't get there in time or something like that. But whatever happens, Stephen ends up killing Franny. Oh, okay. Peter retreats to the helicopter, but one, he doesn't know how to fly it. Right. And uh, two, like, the surrounded doesn't know where he's going to go. So he chooses to decapitate himself on the helicopter blades. Oh, Oh, he just, like, jumps into them, like, all right, I'm out. Yep, he just jumps into the blades. And that scene with the zombie was definitely foreshadowing that. Yeah. Though it's not still in there. And then the credits are just, uh, we're just hanging on the rotating helicopter blades as the credits go. As it slows down. And at the end, it slows down and runs out, implying that even if they had made it, they wouldn't have had enough fuel to get anywhere. Oh, Uh, Jesus. That's a better ending. That is a better ending. It's like how Get Out has a better ending that they didn't use. Oh, you're talking about the. uh... Yeah, have we all seen Get Out? Get Out, Get Out. Uh, I haven't actually. You haven't seen Get Out. I'm not. Don't. I'm not gonna say the alternate ending. Maybe I won't. uh, Maybe I won't see it. Someone can bring that. I'm not gonna say the alternate ending then because it's a Get Out is a fantastic. Yeah, it's one of the greatest. It's it's absolutely one of the best. Get Out is a movie that will go down in like probably the top like five horror movies. Yeah. No. No. It's phenomenal. It's an instant classic. But uh, all right. So let's because we got more to do today. Let's get into our, our wrap-up uh, uh, system. So we'll do our, our personal scores and Rotten Tomatoes, and we'll do what we thought of the movie. Let's do what we thought of the movie, then the scores. Uh, and we'll wrap up. So who, your movie, which means we always go left of the dealer, you go last. So you're first. So Usually you, I, but you're there. So this movie obviously came out before Rotten Tomatoes existed. So it yeah. is going to benefit from yeah. from the hindsight. So, uh, no, I, do what you thought of it first, I said. Well, okay, so what I, so what I thought of it was this is... Um, it ages well, but doesn't age well as a horror movie. Like it ages well as a movie, yeah. 
But if you're looking at it as like, if you're coming to try to watch a horror movie, this this no longer. If you're a big like, fan of zombie flicks and this is like, like I gotta go see the original. Yeah. Like this no longer feels like a horror movie or like anything that you're like. It doesn't evoke that same emotion. And because of that, like I I, I give it like lower on the rate of a horror movie, but it is a good. Movie. Like I'd probably give this about a seven for myself as like just an overall horror experience. Yeah. Because I can't deny that this is a good. Yeah, this is this is a good movie, like hands down. Yeah. Um, and as far as Rotten Tomatoes goes, this is going to benefit from the fact that this is a classic. This is what made the genre. Critics are going to see this with that in mind, and this is going to be like, 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 probably mid to high nineties. Okay. So I, I'm going to lowball it and probably give it a ninety. Good guess. That's. And I feel like, and I feel like that audience score. Uh, audience score. I'm going to guess that's going to be lower than critics. It, let's go with an eighty-six. Okay. I'll guess, yeah, I'll talk about what's my turn. Uh, yeah, so, this was definitely a, a solid movie. Uh, like, I don't think you could watch that and say, oh, this is a bad movie. It's, like, you can't. You, there's, yeah. there's no denying that this is a classic for a reason. Yeah. Uh, but I think it would benefit more if you were newer to zombie movies yeah. altogether. Okay. Like, I could definitely watch it and see, like, oh, this is where a lot of zombie tropes came from, but it also suffered from the fact that I've seen a shit ton of zombie movies. You've so also you got a seen... bit of the Seinfeld effect there. Yeah. So, for me, I my personal score would be a 6.5. Okay. And then, uh, for Rotten Tomatoes, I think, uh, I, I think this is a tough one, because it is an older movie, so it I don't know what credit critics would give it, and is it critics from that time? No. Or so this, this, is, this yeah. is this is critics rating them as it beca- as Rotten Tomatoes became. Okay. So like they, will, they, will t- they will sometimes sample classic reviews. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's like, worth like, noting, like, if, like Roger Ebert like did a review. It, it's worth out. noting this is not one of those cult classics. This was well received from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So I'd probably give it eighty critics and seventy five uh, viewers. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, I liked... I actually disagree about the horror element. I think thematically, this movie is, like, ominous as shit. Obviously, it doesn't have mm-hmm. jump scares. It doesn't have, like, a terrible villain. But the themes of it... We talk about this a lot with One Piece. Like, mm-hmm. yes, you can put a lens on it, but, like, what it's actually saying is fucking terrifying. Mm-hmm. So I really liked that part of this. I like the kind of bleak outlook mixed with the, like... You know, fun in a mall. Yeah, the problem is we're all just too jaded at this point. It's not even about being jaded. It's it's like... It's, it's like, a, oh yeah, that's just life. It's exactly like one of those things that you just have to think about. Like, yeah, okay, someone died. That wasn't that crazy. It's not that scary. And then you're like, oh, no. Actually, the dude who's a jackass who wants to be a hero and the father of an unborn child that's now going to be raised, potentially raised, um, who knows where because their helicopter might not make it somewhere. Like, thematically, it's god-awful. In a good way, not bad. Um, I personally didn't care for it on a couple. I, it had a very, I don't, I don't have the same vitriol, um, response that I did to Evil Dead One. You remember, I hated that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't you like that more the more you thought about it? Yeah, over time I've come around on it. Evil Dead Two is one of my favorites, but Evil Dead One and Three, I'm still like, Three, I hate. One, I'm like, eh. but on this one, yeah, it was. I would rate it higher than I would want to watch it. I would talk about this movie. That, 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 that's yeah. kind of how I feel about it. I would it too. talk about this movie very fondly, and I'd be like, "You gotta see it. Like, it's it's worth watching." All that. Um, I'd never watch it again, so I'd give it around like a seven four, seven point mm-hmm. four is kind of be in that maybe maybe a touch higher. 
Um, critically, I think, uh, I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna give it a, I, I think people are gonna look at it and then compare it to Romero, which is actually gonna bring it down a little bit. So I'm gonna give it like an 86. What was yours? I don't want to copy yours. Yours was 80. 80. Yours was 80. 80. Yeah. I'm gonna give it 86. And fan, I'm gonna give it 91. Okay. Mm. Okay. Um, I actually do kind of agree with your assessment on the movie uh, in terms of I think it's a great movie, but I wouldn't necessarily be like, hey, let's let's pop uh, Dawn of the Dead in. Yeah, we're doing as a opposed, Halloween As opposed thing. to Shaun of the Dead, which I'll watch over and over. Which is why you need to see yeah. Night of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm comparing it to Night of the Living Dead, and like, no, that's the one that I want to watch mm-hmm. still, so. I, yeah, I could see that. Night of the Living Dead is definitely a more punchy movie, yeah. as, as far as these go. Um, but, yeah. I, I do think it is a very important movie. I was surprised how relevant some of the social yeah. commentary is. It's insane that art from the 60s and 70s is literally like the same shit we're still bickering about, but claiming it's new. <laughs> Somehow this it's is depressing. more punchy and on the nose than a lot of, because a lot of the more modern stuff will dance around it so as to play it safe. This movie is not playing it safe it's, with its social it's commentary. It's also worth noting, I don't want this to be comparable to the people that claim 84 is happening. 84 was predicting the bleak future and doing all this bullshit and people are now claiming that that's very real whatever whatever i'm saying that no these were problems of then and they're still still. fucking problems now i'm not claiming it was prescient it's just we haven't changed so people are terrible this isn't the simpsons predicting something exactly yeah no happens way too much yeah i mean when you have uh, I mean, that's that's yeah. also a very similar reason. The, yeah. the, they were still problems then. Yeah. Donald Trump was a nuisance in the 90s, and he was a nuisance now. It wasn't shocking that there was prediction. Right? Although, to be fair, the shaman guy. Yeah, true. Shaman guy. Um, so, sorry, continue. Yeah, so I do agree. It is kind of a long movie, and I think if you've got to watch a long zombie movie that hits on a lot of the same points, 28 Days Later is going to be more of a fun time for you to yeah, have. Yeah, 28 Days um, Later is a good, like, modern because it, it does carry a lot of the same themes oh, as yeah, this definitely. movie. Granted, through a much more British lens. This one is yeah. very American. Yeah. British. British. Oh, yeah. Ooh, what? Um, I, I do often, and we didn't, re- you kind of went past this. I do often compare this to the remake, which I do not like yeah. as much as this movie. I, I think this movie does a much better job at hitting what it wanted. I, I don't think the remake actually... Uh, I think... Just thinking about the same well, thing. The I remakes, think in the remake, the people themselves are just more illogical and more stupid. I think that the three movies we've talked about is all in succession and makes sense. I think Zack Snyder saw this movie, loved it, wanted to remake it when he became a filmmaker. In his early filmmaker careers, watched 28 Days Later and was like, holy shit, that's an evolution of this and these zombies are crazier. And he mashed them together. People yes. are terrible in his remake, way more so than this. The zombies are way more aggressive, like they are in 28 Days Later, and the outlook is way more bleak, like maybe the original version of this would have been. But where they differ is that Zack Snyder's version of this is that the reason why people are terrible and the reason why that will sink us is not because we are like pathologically incapable of cooperating and separating ourselves from materialism, but because we are just very stupid. Yeah, he's just like, <laughs> oh, selfishness and greed. That's all it yeah. is. And he's not wrong. Although, he's to just... be fair... That's also pretty yeah. true. We remember are just the, terrible. Remember the toilet yes. paper shortage of 2020? Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah, it's, he, he, he wasn't wrong in how dumb we are. He was just less, um, 
he, he was just less eloquent about it. Well, perhaps. It it's still a good movie, though. I do think it's... Yeah, no, I love the remake. I, I put them... If I was to, like, hand you on a platter, I'd be like, watch them both. I, they're on the same level. Not in importance, but in, like, what I... And honestly, and yeah. honestly, if you were just like, hey, want to watch a horror movie? I got Dawn of the Dead and the remake. I'd probably go with... Eh, put the remake on. It's because you like boobies. You saw boobies in the remake. Boobies, well, you saw boobies in this, but like shadowy boobies. Yeah, they were shadowy. The remake, sad boobies. The remake puts them on Front Street. It's a hot bimbo. So, you know. And, and yeah. zombie And zombie baby. That's a lot zombie of words baby. to say that I think this movie and is a solid. I think this movie, like, in terms of its importance, is a 10 out of 10. Yeah. In terms of would I want to watch it on a on a day, I, I give it like an 8 out of 10. Yeah, it's good. What do you think Rotten Tomatoes gave it? I think Rotten Tomatoes probably rated it very highly. I'm thinking 95 for critics. I'm thinking, though, that you are on the right track with the audience score. The audience is going to look at this and be like, this movie's dated. Its pacing's a little uh, whatever. Yeah, I also um, think the audience... So I think like, audience score is going to be more like an 80, 78. Because yeah, audiences right now, they don't, Man, they don't really want two-hour horror movies. Like, attention critics are the kind of people who will watch it and be like, yes, I understand that in the context of the time and the mm -hmm. oeuvre of... Uh, well, they'll, they'll use some big pretentious oh, words. So. I, I also felt that 28 Days Later was a pretty long movie, too. And, yeah, and 28 Days Later pieces itself better than this movie does. So, it's your movie. What's the uh, what's the, what's the actual consensus? I uh, left my phone out. Oh, okay. the, I got the it. I was already on Rotten Tomatoes okay. right now. I was, gonna say, I was okay. actually reaching for it to, I was to say, I have it, up but right I, here. I left it aside. Okay. Because I was searching for actors. Uh, wow. I actually got it dead on the... That's crazy. 92? 92. Yes. Nice. Oh, damn. For, for, the, for the Rotten for, Tomatoes yeah, score. Yeah, for the Rotten Tomatoes score. Well, that was a critic score. The audience Which, score. Only 50 that, that reviews. May, that may have been a subconscious thing. I may have been like scrolling and saw the movie at some Could point. Could have been. So I'm going to call myself a cheater, probably. 50 reviews is shockingly low. I assume this But it's got 100,000 audience reviews. Over yeah. 100,000 audience reviews. Yeah. And it's a 90%. Oh. Jeez. Damn, I really low What did I, I say for audience? I said 80. I lowballed it a lot. I said... Too, so. I said... I said 90... Shit, I don't remember what I said. My score for the audience... For my score tomatoes. for the audience... And then my fan score, I went higher. My score you for the audience was actually kind of biased in a different way, though, because when I was looking for a way for us to screen this movie, I found that it had been absolutely buried by the remake. Oh, it yeah. Is very oh. easy to find a way to screen the remake. It is very hard to find yeah. a way to screen this movie. And if you Google Dawn of the Dead, the I just did it, the... Remake shows up first for like the first four or five yeah. Google searches. And the then... remake is available on like streaming everywhere. Uh, this is available nowhere. It is the only DVDs I could find to buy are like Korean DVDs, yeah. which, which are in English but with subtitles. Yeah. So Korean subtitles. Yes. Well, maybe those are a hundred thousand Korean reviews. And they were like, <laughs> and it was like, it was like sixty bucks for the the Korean DVDs. That's like just the DVD yeah. too. So, no, it's it's um it's great, but uh. All right, let's wrap it up. What's uh, yours? So my, my movie's next. Are you going to um, say it or save it? I'll say it. Okay. Yeah. So this is, I think, relative to recording, the newest horror movie we've done. How new? Uh, it came out in 2022. Okay. And I believe it just recently came out on streaming and DVD, like maybe two months ago, three months ago. Okay, because The Ritual was the same year we recorded as well. Yep. Doesn't matter. Brand new. So Ritual. this is called X. Oh. Gonna give it to you. Yep. Might give it to you. Someone's gonna get it given to him. Is no, it? No. Is it? Is it? Is it? A, is it a Resident Evil movie? No. Oh, okay. Nope. It is a. Um, it is a slasher flick. Oh, I love Ooh. slasher movies. Mm -hmm. Those are my favorite horror movies. Have we done any slashers? It's done X, Halloween. but without the Jason. No, we haven't. Well, we, we haven't done want Halloween. to we do. Talk about yeah. DJ, DJ has said four years in a row. Maybe I'll bring Halloween this year. 
I mean, and then every every time I don't think we've ever done a slasher. I just wanted to talk about zombies. Um, you guys weren't giving me the ability to talk about zombies. Repo's kind of slasher. Yeah, we did Repo. It follows is kind of a slasher film. It's definitely an homage to slasher. It follows is more of a ominous threat. But it's an homage to slasher films because you know what slashers are. Ominous yep. threats. So this, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna premise this a little bit. This movie makes you very oh. uncomfortable. Well, when, when uh, the, 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 on a podcast no because it is the guy on elm street that they're like hey can we talk to you about freddy and he just shuts the door it's kane hotter hmm. the uh the guy who plays jason in the you, you did movies. say that on the podcast yeah i don't I remember, know if i did i, I yeah. don't remember him saying yeah that. he did i, I definitely it. said that to someone oh that, you might have said on it the podcast but it might yeah, not have been yeah, on okay because you have said it and i did remember that oh, but i don't know just a, a funny little anecdote the, the same day that we watched that and it had robert england in it I, I went home and I watched the newest season of uh, Stranger Things, and who shows up? Yeah, Robert Englund. They're Dude, trying he to. Is, he is the guy for horror movies. They're, they're, they're trying to make a new Freddy movie with him again, Ooh. and he's like, "I'm too old. <laughs> like, I can't do this anymore." I mean, he could like because of all the makeup, like he could definitely play Freddy. But... Yeah. He could look like Freddy, but Freddy's also like a very animated. Very, and he's like... also super thin and lanky. They'd have to CGI it. It wouldn't be able to be Robert. Yeah. He so. can't move like Freddy's supposed yeah. to move anymore. Yeah. So. That's fine, though. I'd pay to see it. But either way, uh, this has been Halloween in July. Year five, uh, blah, 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 DJ's pick. I'm Kevin. I'm Craig. I'm Jake. And I'm DJ. Thanks for this. Taking you apart. And as you can see, over here we have the man of the machine.